Yes. Are you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> yeah. It's okay because it's like, it's so, I don't know. It's like, I mean, every time I do this too, like I get so nervous every time it's, you know, and you not a client. Sorry. Yeah. I do nails and I just, I'm so used to saying that word. And this is our first time meeting each other too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so how did you, um, how did you hear about the podcast? Um, I'm not really sure. I think that maybe somebody sent me like an invite or shared it with me or something. And so I just remember seeing it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, you can go ahead and introduce yourself, and then you can um, just tell us what you want to talk about today. Okay, my name is Hannah Woods, and I want to talk about uh, my childhood trauma. Are you from here? Yes. You're from here? Yeah. Okay, so you pretty much grew up here, too. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, you can go ahead and and start. Okay, um, so basically... (laughs) I don't remember a lot of my childhood because of the trauma, but my dad, he was an alcoholic, still is an alcoholic. He abused drugs, many different drugs. My older brother was on drugs as well. My mom had a lot of health problems and like basically was a single mom, but in a marriage (laughs) with an alcoholic. So just like living in that like toxic environment was like extremely traumatic, like And my mom always said that, like, she stayed with my dad, you know, to keep the family together. And she didn't want me and my brother to, like, be mad at her or whatever. But, like, her staying with my dad was far more traumatic than if she would have just left him. Yeah. So, like, how old were you when you realized that your dad was an alcoholic? Um, Probably, like six six years old yeah so like what was like the first memory like what did you remember um actually it might have been earlier than that because I remember being like three four years old and waking up and my dad would have a chair in the air like about to throw it at my mom because he was drunk and she wouldn't give him the keys to the car and then I would have to like go over there and get beside her so that he wouldn't hit her with a chair because he wouldn't hit me so your dad was very abusive yes yeah so from from the beginning how long was your mom and dad together for they were together my whole life I'm not sure how many years they were married exactly but she married him whenever she already had my older brother so I'm not sure exactly are they still together um no my mom passed away whenever I was 18 due to a stroke that. that was caused by stress from high blood pressure Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. It's okay. (laughs) So, I mean, I hate to say that I kind of blame my dad for that, but, I mean, I do because, like, he caused a lot of stress in her life, and, like, he wasn't a dad. Like, he wasn't a husband. And I'm sure that that night, like, he was probably drunk, and it— just caused her to have a stroke. I'm not sure exactly. So she passed when you were 18? Yes. Yeah. So were you st- at 18? Were you still living? No, I moved out on my 18th birthday, like a few months before she passed away because of how like toxic the environment was living there. And I moved in with somebody that my mom went to church with okay. and she let me live with her and I worked for them and everything until like I could get on my feet. Um, your your teenage years, besides, you know, of course, your mom passing before that, um, did anything else happen between those years? 
my older brother, he stole like almost $2,000 from me whenever I was like 16 for drugs, obviously. My dad and my older brother used to take stuff that we were given for Christmas or whatever and pawned it off for drugs. Um, they would, well, my older brother would bring other women into the house and I couldn't even leave a quarter on my dresser. I couldn't leave a hair tie. I couldn't leave anything out. Like everything would get stolen from me, everything. Oh and yeah, it was just like ridiculous. Now, like I have my own place and like, it's crazy. Cause I can just like set something there and I can even have guests over and I don't have to worry that it's going to get picked up and walked out the door with. Before you moved out of your parents' house, did did you finish high school? Yes. Yeah. And then did you end up going to college or just um, straight uh, started working? After my mom passed away, I just started working because I was like, you know, I don't have anybody to support me really. Like I need to make enough money to pay my bills and like pay for graduation because I at that time I couldn't even afford to walk across the stage and stuff. So I just started working and working and working. And then um, at one point, I wanted to get my real estate license. And I studied for that. And I like took the exam like three times. And I like stopped pursuing that because of COVID and started just working more because, you know, I, the economy was bad. And I was just like worried because I was taking care of myself. So I started cleaning houses. And I also worked at walk-ons at the time. Yeah. So, and then during that time period, I just eventually started working on building my own business so that I could work for myself and because I saw like the potential in it. And then COVID hit and then I started focusing more on working. And at the time I was working at walk-ons and cleaning houses. And then I saw the potential in cleaning houses and like just the freedom for being able to work for yourself yeah. and like also just not having to deal with like disrespectful people like because the customer service industry is next level anybody who works in it knows oh my gosh yeah and um so I started doing that and I was like I'm going to focus on building my own little cleaning business and like getting it running and then after I do that then I can focus on real estate and then I can have like you know multiple businesses that like coincide with each other like so but um then I got pregnant yeah <laughs> so that kind of slowed old were me down you when you got pregnant um that was last year so 22 okay yeah yeah so you got pregnant and then were you still um doing your cleaning yes business? I cleaned um while I was pregnant up until like a few months before my due date um but I did it by myself whereas before um I got pregnant I had like a group of girls working for me like the pregnancy and everything it just took like a huge toll on me physically and mentally and it was really hard to run a business and manage people like I remember one point I was in bed for like three weeks straight and like my hair was matted up. I had to go to the hospital and be admitted because I couldn't eat. I was dehydrated and it was just part of like prenatal depression yeah. and also like my medication stopped working and it was rough though. I was like, I just need to take a break from my business and focus on getting through this pregnancy. And then after I'll like, you know, work my way back up because it's like really physically demanding oh yes yeah so. 
Yeah, I think I think I've seen um, some of your cleaning videos on TikTok and yeah. Instagram. <laughs> Dude, I know you message me about some stuff. Wait, hold on. Okay, are you? Do you want to talk about this one right here? Twenty twenty one. Wait, when you were twenty or twenty one? Oh yeah, I can. Okay, okay. So I've talked about that a lot, surprisingly, but I think it's because I've been through so much like counseling and just having to repeat that story so many times and over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you messaged me about that. So tell tell us about what happened when you were twenty, twenty one, twenty years old. Okay. (laughs) So. I had a boyfriend at the time, and he. I found out that he tried to cheat on me. And like any other girl that is heartbroken, like I wanted to go out and I wanted to do things and drink with friends and stuff like that. And one night I was going out and I stopped at the gas station in Shreveport, and um, this young guy came up to my window, and I rolled the window down, and he was like, hey, my friend wants your number. And I was just, like, naive, ignorant, whatever, and just laughed, like, oh, haha, that's so cute, you know, whatever, I'll give you my number. So then he texted me, and I never te- never texted him back. Yeah. Well, then, like, a couple of weeks after, um, I was in a bar um, downtown, and he, after all my friends left, I was just going by the, like, you know, the bar to grab my card and stuff. Um, I heard somebody say my name. And I turned around and it was him and he was like, you never texted me back. And I was like, well, you said that your friend wanted my number. So I was just confused. And um, he was like, can I buy you a drink? And I just feel so dumb, like saying this, telling the story now. But like, I I know that there are so many girls that go out still to this day. And like, if a guy's going to buy them a drink, then they're obviously going to say yes. Like, I know a lot of girls that they're like, oh, I don't spend any money when I go out because they let guys buy their drinks. But so he bought me a drink and I sat down with him and his friends and they were all respectful. They weren't like being weird or anything and then they were like oh like we're having this after party afterwards you should come and I was like okay and at the time I was still living with my ex-boyfriend because like he had cheated on me like I don't know a month prior to that or something and I didn't have anywhere to go and I had to wait to get an apartment so I was like on the waiting list and I just really didn't want to go home because I knew that he was going to be there and like you know, I was just heartbroken or whatever. So I decided to go to this so-called party. And then when I got there, it was just like four or five guys. And they tried to give me drinks and I was like, no. And then eventually I uh, sat down on the couch and I remember just like passing out and like I could hear what was going on around me, but like I couldn't move. (laughs) And Um, I heard them say, take her to the bedroom, take her to the bed, to the bedroom. And then two guys lifted me up and they were like carrying me. And I was like running into the walls and stuff. And then they put me in the bed and they took my clothes off. (laughs) And then um, I don't remember anything. And then I just remember like I have like little like clips of memories. I remember like the light coming on and then the door opening and then some guy saying, I'm not finished with her yet. And then. I I don't remember anything else other than 
that and me just saying like, no, no, like whatever. And like, just, you know, keep saying no pretty much. And then like, I, I guess because like I've, after that happened, I blamed myself for it because I was like, why didn't I like fight? Like, why didn't I try to do something? But I was one under the influence and like non-coherent. And also like the way that that happens I don't know what I'm trying to say the way that your brain is affected when something like that is happening like it affects your like it affects the way like you I'm sorry it affects the way you respond because like you're in fear if that makes any sense like you can't make a rational decision Decision. yeah and a lot of people that have had that happen to them will say the same thing like I don't know why like I just froze and Anyway, so the next morning I woke up and there was a completely different guy on me. I don't know how many there were. And I was like, pushed him off of me. It was like 7 a.m. I was like, where's my phone? Where are my clothes? Like, where's your friend? Like, because this guy was older. He wasn't like around my age, like the guy that invited me to this party. Like, I didn't even recognize him from being there when the party first started. And he was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then I got my clothes on and I like basically ran out the door and there was a guy sitting by the front door and he was like, are you good? And I didn't say anything. I just walked out the door and then um, I went back to my ex-boyfriend's house and he was there because he was like running late for work or something. And he could tell that I had been crying. I didn't want to tell him why. And then finally I told him why. And he told me to go to the hospital, and I went to the hospital, and they did yeah. a rape kit on me. And then they found this condom in me with this guy's come inside of it. And they had to take my clothes and, like, do tests on them. It was, like, a really, really long, exhausting process. And he ended up getting in trouble and, like, going to jail okay. and then getting Good. bonded out. And I don't oh know gosh. what ended up happening on that process because I just so he's just out here right now possibly free oh my I just try to forget that like it ever happened oh yeah when you I'm so sorry when oh my gosh that is okay I when you messaged me that I was like um I was at work and then I was reading through it and then I was just like okay okay and then I went you know I got to that section and I'm just like oh my gosh yeah, and then the um, person that was, like, investigating my case said that they weren't sure, but they thought that that could have been, like, an act of sex trafficking, like, and exchanging me for, like, money. you know how long you were in that room or no? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I remember I left the, the next morning around, like, 7 a.m. or something because, like, I was, I don't know, co- coherent then, like. And this just happened recently, too, right? Yeah, just a couple of years ago. Years ago, yeah. And after that happened, like, it really changed my outlook on everything and everyone around me. And um, that's partially why I left my job and started working for myself full-time because I felt more comfortable working for myself full-time than working in an environment that's fast-paced with a bunch of alcoholic men, yeah. you know, like women that work in the service industry know exactly what I'm saying, yeah. but 
that's why I started my own business because I wanted to get away from anything that triggered me. And everybody was like, oh, she, she'll be back. She'll be back. She's not going to make it. And here I am still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned it's been um, a six-figure business yeah. now, right? That's that's amazing. Well, within it's... one year, I was able to employ, like, over 20 people. And, I mean, I didn't do things perfectly, for sure, because I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I feel like with, with <laughs> but anybody... for somebody that's winging it, I mean, yeah, that's not that yeah. bad. That... Employing 20 people, that's that's amazing. What's, what's the name of your company? Um, Hannah Woods & Co., Pennywoods and Co. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's a cleaning business. So are you guys still taking clients? Um, yes. I am mainly doing organizing now. I haven't cleaned in a long time. So okay. I need to like update my business page and stuff. I haven't really been working on it as much as I, as I should. I've mainly been focusing on organizing, but I do clean as well. I kind of do both, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. That's- that's pretty cool. Earlier, you mentioned that you went to therapy. How has that helped you with the previous traumas that you went through? It helped me a lot. I feel like in the beginning, it was really overwhelming, partially because you're like, wow, like I'm the problem. <laughs> but, um, I mean, not in situations like yeah, that, but yeah, other yeah. things. But um I mean, it just helped, like, to go, like, consistently and to have someone that doesn't know you and, like, is non-biased to yeah, no talk judgment. to. Yeah, no judgment. Yeah, and somebody who's, like, educated in, you know, mental health, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And with you doing it single, alone, it's, gosh, I commend you for it because I have three kids and I have my husband and still, like, I still get so stressed out with having... With three kids. <laughs> gosh, yeah, I have a preteen. Well, two, like, pretty much preteen, and then I have a seven-year-old. But it's just busy, busy, busy. Like, I can never catch a break. And then I also, you know, I also have my own business. And on top of that, it's just it's just yeah, that's chaotic. impressive that you can do this. Yeah, and, and this. take care of three kids <laughs> and have your business. Like, I feel like I'm barely even... <laughs> Being able to pick things up. No. <laughs> I've learned to, like, um, really, like, like manage manage my time. Like, I worked all day today, and then um, I, I got off early and then spent time with my with my family and then came here, like, 7 o'clock. I'm like, let me just do this for, like, 45 minutes, an hour. And, yeah. Yeah. And then I have, I usually just only film on the weekends, so I have few more tomorrow so and then i'll just edit it throughout the week and then just just post it but i really i really love doing this like when you're 21 you're like yeah like let's let guys buy drinks for us and stuff but the older you get you're like you no, like get away from me like this is not the right environment to even approach me <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's just because of dealing with so many like men like that and it's i have a lot of friends or was friends with a lot of people that were bartenders and I mean they say this that they've seen it like all the time like you know guys just mm-hmm. doing that and that is, it's crazy yeah that's that's scary too yeah um, and Shreveport is one of like the highest places for sex trafficking yeah. too look yeah. there was um there's a massage place right next to our nail salon they recently just got caught for doing happy endings. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's a tea place right next to them. A tea place and then the freaking driving school and then us. So the tea place would like come to our shop and be like, did you see that guy again in there? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's all guys. But it's just, it's it's sad and it's also scary because like you don't know like if they're, you know, women are there against, you know, their will. What else? Is there anything else that you want to share with us? Um... I don't know. Honestly, I feel like that was all chaotic and un- unorganized. But <laughs> every time I give advice, I'm like, wow, I need to take my own advice. <laughs> I feel like that's the same with me, too. But, you know, we're human. It's just it's it's nice to put it out there. And hopefully one day we can follow our own advice. Yes. But do you have any advice or message that you want to put out? To the people that's listening. Don't believe like what other people tell you about yourself. Um, never like stop chasing your dreams or your peace. <laughs> Save your money. Save money. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I wouldn't have been able to make it through a lot of hard times. Like a lot of um, hard mental times if it weren't for me saving my money. Yeah. And not spending it on, you know, Gucci or yeah, <laughs> whatever. Any expensive or yeah. lux- luxurious things. Oh, I do want to ask you, um, how's your relationship with your dad now? Um, I actually have him blocked um, because he only calls me whenever he needs something. Um, the last time he called me, he was asking about my other car because he wants me to give it to him yeah, and telling me that he was going to be homeless again soon. And it's just, I mean, I know that sounds harsh, but it's just really draining. Like I've been dealing with this for the past 23 years and like I have a daughter now that I have to think about. And so I just cut all ties with him. And I mean, I just hope that he does do better, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can't guarantee that he will. And I can't just keep like draining myself and you know you can't pour from an empty cup basically yeah yeah. or you cannot help people that doesn't want to be helped yeah because they're just gonna keep doing all the crap that they've been doing yeah I love my daughter I do but you know it is more ideal when you have a child in a more ideal situation you know (laughs) like to plan for it is more ideal um and if you're not ready for that then Take your birth control. Take your birth control. Yeah. My sister needs to hear this because she loves going. Look, she's about to be 21 and she's like, I can't wait to go to the clubs and all this. I'm like, I can't wait to share this story to her because I I hope she opens her mind and be like, I'm sorry. It's not funny. but No, no, you're good. A lot of the, I'm sorry. A lot of the times the people that I talk to, like even with me when I'm like talking about my trauma, I'm like laughing it off. But that's, I feel like that's how we kind of like cope yeah with it because there's there's no reason to be dwelling on it and being sad about it I mean yeah we're sad about it it happened to us but most of the time like we can't really do anything about it anymore because it did happen and what we have to look forward is just what we're doing now and what we can do to better ourselves and to look forward in the future and hopefully it just never happens again you know so but Anything else you want to share? I think that's That's it. it. Okay. 